Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. I want to invite you to support a very special Kickstarter, 1982, Greatest Geek Year Ever, from producers Mark A. Altman, Roger Lay, and Thomas Vitale. 1982, Greatest Geek Year Ever. You're probably asking why. Well, I got Darren Docterman here with me to tell us about some of the great films. Now, I want you to guess some of the films that came out that year. I'm going to give you a, give you a hint. Still, old friends. Uh, Tron. No. God, <laughs> that was one of the films, oh. but that's not the one I'm talking about. Okay. You managed to kill just about everyone else, but like a poor marksman, you keep on missing the target. Uh, Conan the Barbarian. No, that also came out that same year. Oh, God, you've never listened to me before, Crom. Uh, okay. Okay. You're making this really, really difficult. I don't have any quotes from Time Rider, The uh, Adventures of Lyle Swan. What about this? Um, you're not a replicant. Oh. Hmm. I came across what? a turtle on a road. You turned it over. Okay. Uh, that's the thing. No! It's Blade <laughs> Runner! Oh, Gosh, that right. also came out in 92. But the thing did come out in 1982. And as we all learned, man is the warmest place to hide. <laughs> hey, have you ever wondered what it's like to put out fire with gasoline? I have not. Do you know what movie that's from? The great David Bowie sang the song. Oh, it's... Uh... I have no idea. Cat People. Oh, Cat People, right. Cat People, Paul Schrader's remake of Cat People, 1982. Exactly. And, and, and John Hurd and Malcolm McDowell, who fans of this podcast may know, played Sauron. Sauron? You mean Soren? Yeah, that's who I mean. <laughs> he played Sauron, the Lord of the okay, Rings. Okay, <laughs> you, you, you know. okay let, me, let, me, let me try a few more, because you're not doing very good at this. Okay. This house has many hearts. Oh, that's uh, that has to be Star Trek too. No, <laughs> Poltergeist. God, I thought you were a Trexpert. Well, I There's am. There's no line like that in Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. I, I'm pretty sure there is. It's, it's when the, it's when Savick comes out of the uh, turbo lift and says, "This house is clean." Okay, I got, I got one last one because I don't, I don't have anything from the Atomic Cafe or, or Missing. Oh, I have or, something or, from the Atomic Cafe. Duck and yeah. Cover. Duck and Cover. That's true. Very good. That also came in 1982. And I'm going to give you one last thing. Okay. Okay. Silver Shamrock. Silver Shamrock. Oh, uh, E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh, it's Halloween 3, <laughs> Season of the Witch. Oh my God, Gertie, you could do better at this than you can. This no, is terrible. I, this is Mark. I'm, I'm pulling your leg. I, I knew all of these. I just wanted to have a little bit of fun because all of these movies came out in 1982, the greatest geek year ever. Indeed, they did. And if you want to learn all that is learnable, know all that is knowable in 1982, and have a great time doing it, check out our documentary on Kickstarter starting June 4th, the anniversary of Star Trek II and Poltergeist release through the end of June and support this Kickstarter. I hope you'll join me in making this really special documentary. I fell in love with the movies in 1982. I want to celebrate it. And I hope you'll help us do that by supporting 1982 Greatest Geek Year Ever with an exclusive logo from Mike Akuda. If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts.
If you like Inglorious Trexperts, you're going to love our new Trexperts briefing room where Darren and myself curate classic episodes of Star Trek with special guests from various Star Trek series talking about the episodes you love. I think that sounds great. Let's, well, I can't let's, wait to do it. Let's go see. What episodes are we doing, Darren? Well, I, we don't want to give it away. Okay. Well, then you need to watch Trexperts Briefing Room wherever you listen to Inglorious Trexperts and on the new Trexperts Briefing Room podcast feed. Don't miss it. Coming intermittently <laughs> in the coming weeks. Trexperts Briefing Room. It's what every real Trexpert needs. This is Mark A. Altman, and welcome to the 430 Movie. This is Road Trip Week. Moving right along with <laughs> Mr. Monday, Steve Melching. I've got a hankering for the open road that only four wheels and a camper trailer can satisfy. Tuesday, even the thickest traffic can't stop this man from trucking. It's Darren Docterman. Unless you want to miss the world's largest house of mud. <laughs> Wednesday, hitting the open road. It's the you know, amazing Ashley Edward Miller. I'm on the road again. I, I can't wait to get on the road again. On the road again. Country okay, road. Go. I know the take life you they will is making music fact, with your you. friends. To a place and, uh, I belong. West Virginia, Mountain Mama. There you go. Take me home. <laughs> I have no interest in going to West Virginia, but th thank you, John Denver, anyway. Okay. Um, well, this is Road Trip Week, and, and the reason we're doing Road Trip Week is a very special, or, or should I say very sad um, uh, occasion for, for some of us. Uh, a, a nightmare to some. <laughs> but uh but uh, our 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 dear colleague um mr ashley edward miller uh like uh, many others in the um uh los angeles area has uh, has departed for yonder ways uh and he's been on the road but he is going to be back he's not leaving our our little show uh and because of the nature of uh the sh what we do for um our professions are, uh, uh, he will be back a lot. That's right. Uh, but, uh, and, and it I, won't affect I, the show. But. I love that this is like a high concept episode because Ashley is literally on the road recording right. this from the road. You That's can't right. tell, but he's on a trails, trailways bus, uh, <laughs> making his way through the, the swamps of Louisiana. On <laughs> the guys. No, unfortunately, <laughs> he's, got off the, the trail. he's unfortunately got the seat next to the lavatory in the back. Yep, it's, very unpleasant. It's like yeah. the grapes of wrath in reverse. <laughs> the wrath of grapes. <laughs> the wrath of grapes. The problem is they came up to 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 uh, to Ashley and they and 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 said no ticket. No, what movie is that from? That is from Indiana Last Jones' Crusade. Last Crusade. That's why it's so oh, unmemorable. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this week? Obviously, Raiders came out on 4K with the three other films. And I cannot I cannot get over all the uh, Temple of Doom hate. Oh, yeah, that's insane. Well, there's a lot of foolish people out there, and that's just uh, plain try to film ignorance at a time. 
it's 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 i think i think you know as people trying to show uh well we're we're really offended by the, the this movie and it's like yeah it's an homage to the colonial movies of like gunga din of the 30s it's not made for you today it was made to pay tribute to a certain kind of movie from a I certain era i wouldn't be as upset about it if spielberg wasn't one of the leaders of this hate group <laughs> i know well the only thing i think that gets you more upset is when you hear shatner or nimoy having bagged on star trek the motion picture yeah exactly <laughs> I mean, I, I, think, I think some of that criticism is certainly valid, and, and you can say that you don't like the movie, but I, I think just to dismiss it as garbage without looking all the other, you know, great qualities in the film, you know, it's, anyway, that's a whole other discussion. You know what I loved about it, that, and we've talked about it on the show, but, um, at the, you know, I couldn't really appreciate the time, is that it's so different from Raiders, mm -hmm. that it, it is a different, a different adventure, yeah, you know, there's not, you know, if you love Raiders, doesn't mean you're going to love this movie, <laughs> you know, and I think that's one of the things that disappointed us about Last Crusade. It did take the kind of risks that um, the Temple of Doom took. Most that's of right. them successful, not all of them. Yeah, it, 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 Temple right, of Doom is easily, it's easily, like, look, it's not Raiders, nothing is, but it's easily the second best of those movies. Last Crusade is... It's fine. It's generic. It's vanilla. I like vanilla too sometimes. Um, let's not even talk about the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. You know what offends me about the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? That it exists, okay? Like, what offends me about the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull is the fact that Ebo Phillips fights Shia LaBeouf atop two, like, you know, Jeeps that are driving along. And why is Kate Blanchett playing Emo Phillips? I don't know, and nobody here does either. In a video game. I gotta say, right. though, I mean, the little bit of the leaks that have been coming out of the new one, I mean, it's impossible to tell, but I, I'm Believe ever the nothing. optimist. Believe I'm ever nothing. the optimist. Fret not. Uh, celebrate not. Neither. Yeah, I, yes. I, but I choose to be an optimist. I, James Mangold is a very talented director, and, yes. you know, I, I, I think it, you, you discount it at your peril. I, I, it could be decent. It could be good. Mangold's I made agree. a lot of great movies. I gave Crystal Skull the leeway before it opened. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I'm with you. It's funny because you guys have flipped, you know, Darren all of a sudden is the cynic and you're the optimist, but I'm, I'm with you, Steve. I, uh, I, you know, until I approve otherwise, I'm excited. I, yeah. I think Mangold uh, is, a, is a great filmmaker. I think that it needed some fresh blood. Yep. You know, I think given some of the decisions that Spielberg made on the last picture, I'm, I welcome a, a new directorial uh uh, you know, vision for this movie, and uh, it's a great character. I'm not a I, cynic. I hope that I just, the movie serves him well. I'm not a cynic. I, for I one, welcome our new revival of the Lords. What, Darren? Sorry, I said, I'm not a cynic. I just don't want to be fooled again. <laughs> Won't get fooled again. You're, you're, man the you're managing your expectations. Absolutely. So yeah. that okay. you, you can be happily surprised if it's if it's good. Exactly. You can go, oh. well, and I will be. Yes. Well, this week we're talking road trip movies, and I'm not talking about Indiana Jones going to Berlin to get Hitler's autograph. I'm talking about road trip movies where characters traverse the wide open roads. It doesn't have to be the United States, but chances are it probably will. It could be, they could be, uh, you know, you could say that, uh, you know, uh, the Linkletter uh, trilogy is a road trip in a way. Uh, the Before Sunrise movies, uh, not really, but you could say that. Uh, you know, it could be, uh, you know, someone at the Three Kings, you know, it could be, it doesn't have to be the U.S., although I suspect the, the movies we associate with road trips are 
are mostly people, you know, traversing the United States. So I want to ask you uh, if you could go on a road trip other than Ashley, we know where he's headed. Um, <laughs> where, where, where would you go now that this pandemic is on the way and you have a chance to get in the car and head somewhere? Where would it be, Steve Melching? Oh, gosh. You know, uh, that's a that's a good question. I mean, I I, I grew up in a family where uh, we, we moved around the country a lot. So all of our family vacations were road trips uh, centered on wherever we happened to be living at the time. So I've road tripped around most of the country in my life. And, and as an adult, I've gone cross country a couple of times. Uh, in 97, I did a cross like a two week cross country trip from Maine to Los Angeles. And we just went through the whole northern and western United States and camped in campgrounds and went to Yellowstone and everything. It was great. So there's there's not a lot of the country I haven't seen on the road mm. except for the Deep South. Um, and I, I'd like to see the Deep South just because I've never really you know been there any further east than Texas or south than Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I've driven through like Kentucky and in, in, in uh, West Virginia and stuff, but never spent any serious time there. So I, I don't know how to answer that question. I, we are going on a road trip. Uh, we're going to drive to the Telluride Film Festival uh, in a couple of months, uh, presuming it it happens, which it looks like it will. And we're planning to drive, so we'll drive through the Western U.S. So that's always beautiful. So many great national parks. Anything's better than taking that little plane to, to tell your ride, man. <laughs> That's right. And I um, never had a flight that didn't get like, there wasn't a problem where, it, it, you know, it got uh, sent to Durango or, you know, there was a problem or a delay. So uh, you might, might be better off. I remember one time <laughs> Did you I, have to I had rent to drive a car? from Denver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had to rent a car and drive from Denver, me and Naomi, because um, the flight was uh, canceled from, uh, because of, of high winds or, you know, and, and, and so we got booted from the flight uh, uh, the, from the, uh, the, the afternoon weather in the Rockies can be uh, tempestuous, can be unpredictable. And then you fly to Montrose, but it always, the flight always left before the end of the festival, the yeah. charter, which made no sense. How do you have a flight before, before the festival ends? Who does that anyway? <laughs> so uh, what about you, Darren? What, what's your fantasy road trip? You know, I've I've uh, I've taken several drives alone across the country, uh, and I've visited a lot of places. Um, uh, I was going to say I, I would have loved to have seen Montana, but uh, <laughs> I, I won't because that's too easy. Uh, but I actually would like to uh, uh, make a trip to Devil's Tower. I've never been there. Oh uh, yeah, Wyoming, and, and I'd love you to. You can visit the Cheneys when you're there. I understand the, uh, the the mashed potatoes are fantastic. That's what I hear. There's a lot of that's a great road trip. I would say maybe you could fly into uh, uh, South Dakota and then you can drive and see the Badlands. You can see the uh, the Mount Rushmore. Yeah, you can see where they filmed North by Northwest, uh, Mount Rushmore. <laughs> um, Montana's beautiful. I went to a little bighorn battlefield. I wouldn't want to fly anywhere. I would want to make the whole trip because mm-hmm. that's oh, okay. kind of the point. Yeah, at least okay. for me. Okay, there's the whole road trip right yeah. there. Um. You know, it's funny. I one of my favorite road trips it was a simple road trip, but you know, in college, you know, there's the whole Animal House road trip. You know, so uh, I remember very vividly the one movie I ever walked out of in my life um, was Band of the Hand. Paul Michael Glazer's Band of the Hand. It was my junior year of college, and I was with a bunch of people from school, and we all looked at each other, and we were hating this movie so much, and said, "Road trip." 
And we hopped in the car from Boston and drove up to Cape Cod totally on the spur of the moment. This is before <laughs> cell phones or Priceline or anything. And finding a place, a hotel that was open and willing to take us and it was affordable for a bunch of starving young college students was challenging. But anything was better than band to the hand. So, uh, <laughs> Ashley, how's your road trip going? You know, it was pretty good, man. Um, I, I think that the best part about it has been, uh, you know, uh, quality time with my with my son with Caden uh who we kind of pressured into going along but I think was really happy that he did I mean we've had some adventures uh seen some strange crap we, we drove into a town and we're like wow this this could be radiator springs and I swear to god we look over and there parked in front of this car lot is a tow truck like an old like 57 Chevy or something that's painted to look like Mater like it was just sitting there and then uh, Hollywood, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood Disneyland is not. Uh, does yeah, not it's not. No, it, it doesn't. Um, you know, we uh, we were charging up the Tesla. That's something interesting, right? That you uh, that you kind of realize, like, because the, the charging stations are set at certain distances. Yeah. If you meet somebody at a charging station, you will meet them at the next one. Right. Oh. So, ap- <laughs> so after a while, like you start to talk to these people and like it's kind of a thing. Um, we had to we had to end the charging uh, station activity at one point because a tornado was rolling in. There were people coming oh in. Oh my like, god! What if you had the car charged? Oh my god! Right? It was like it was just. It, thank God it was like five minutes, like ten minutes left in the charge. But looking outside, the sky was green and the clouds were kind of rolling in, and they were all curled up. And it was like, oh shit! And it just. If you've ever seen a tornado and you've like like smelled the sky, like like what it's like, it's just it was coming. So we just we pulled out. We were just gone. Um, you were ready, Caden, Bill Paxton. <laughs> it was yeah, exactly. You know, as a storm chaser, uh, we were sitting at lunch at one point, and Caden erupted into a biblical nosebleed because oh. just the air was so dry. <laughs> just it was it was Kubrickian. It was. <laughs> I expected more on bicycles. Yeah, it was awful. But you, uh, you, uh, what happens when the the battery's out? And you're at a convenience store, and a guy starts flipping a coin. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and he's like, you know, this is your rule, right? It's like, yeah, I just, I, I just yeah. go. If he's holding a bolt stutter and he's got the emo <laughs> Phillips haircut, I'm out. <laughs> I, I guess we really should change the name of this episode. To uh, a week of emo Phillips movies since emo, yeah, exactly. As, as, you know, with aliens, aliens from outer space. What was the emo Phillips in? I mean, obviously, he was a big comedian for about 12 seconds back in the 80s, but he was in a couple of movies besides in the, of the Last Crusade, and <laughs> 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 No Country for Old Men. Uh, That's right. I gotta say, though, I saw him perform live somewhere and he was pretty freaking funny. <laughs> Yeah, I did too. I think in college, and he was good. I know. Okay, so we're going to do a road trip. This is movies in which the characters go on road trips. Very self-explanatory. And, of course, this is where we curated Fantasy Theme Week of classic movies, the theme being road trips. And, as always, we start on Monday with Steve Melching. Yeah, Mark, as you mentioned, the the road trip movie is really, you know, although they have they can happen anywhere in the world, it's often kind of an American phenomenon that uh, it, it seems uh, not uniquely American, but American. And, you know, there's the, the, the whole Americana thing that's erupted over, you know, the roadside culture and the roadside mm. attractions and all that. And 
pies. So, uh, my, my choice, it doesn't, I don't think it gets more American <laughs> than my choice. Um, and it's a movie that starts out with the unlikely title cards, a Walt Disney production, a David oh, Lynch film. I, I, damn it! You know, I was gonna, that was what I was going to guess. And I said, <laughs> I've got it wrong the last two weeks. I'm not going to set myself up for failure. But I knew it. I would have had it. I'm so annoyed with myself. Okay, uh, Steve, go ahead. Yeah, so of course I'm talking about the straight story. When my kids were real little, I used to play a game with them. I'd give each one of them a stick, and I'd say, you break that. Of course, he could, but easy. Then I'd say, tie them sticks in a bundle, try to break that. Of course, they couldn't. Then I'd say, that bundle, that's family. Rose, darling, I've got to go see Lyle. I'm a netto with Salvin, and he's driving his lawnmower. What are you setting out to do here? Alvin, you're going to get blown right off the rope. How long have you been on the road? Five weeks. Haven't you been scared being alone? Well, ma'am, I fought in the trenches in World War II. Why should I be scared of an Iowa cornfield? Are you running away? My family hates me. Well, of course, warm bed and a roof sounds a mite better than eating a hot dog on a stick with an old geezer that's traveling on a lawnmower. How far did you come? From Iowa. My God, you must be thirsty. from 1999 that was directed by David Lynch, uh, written by uh, John Roach and frequent Lynch collaborator Mary Sweeney, who also edited uh, the movie. And it, it has uh, several of David Lynch's regulars, uh, Freddie Francis, the director of photography, Angelo Badalamenti did the score, uh, and there's a, a cast member or two that uh, Lynch has used uh, in, in multiple projects. And it stars uh, Richard Farnsworth as the title character, Alvin Strait, uh, and uh, who uh, his performance, his wonderful performance, uh, garnered him an Oscar nomination uh, that year at the age of 79, making him the oldest Oscar nominee uh, ever until 2021 when Anthony Hopkins was nominated and won uh, for The Father. Um, but it's, uh, it's David Lynch's only G-rated film. Uh, and it is based on the true story of Alvin Strait, who uh, wanted to visit his his estranged, ailing brother uh, towards the end of their lives, and uh, his uh, his eyesight was was not good enough to to get him a driver's license. So he uh, took his riding lawnmower and uh, attached a trailer to it, filled it with gasoline and camping gear, 
and food and set out to make the 240 mile journey from uh, Iowa to Wisconsin to, to try to make amends with his brother. And uh, it, it's just a beautiful, gentle story about decent people. And it, it starts out uh, maybe a little, it feels maybe a little forced, a little lynching at the beginning, but as it develops, it, it develops real emotional power. And uh, the, the characters that, that Farnsworth's character meets along the way are just really decent, nice people. And, and uh, he goes through this process of uh, reconciling his, his feelings towards his brother. And there's a wonderful scene where he uh, meets up with another World War II veteran in a bar. And they have a conversation about the war, talking about the kinds of things they could never talk about uh, once they returned home. And uh, so it's just a beautiful story. You can watch it on Disney Plus and it looks great. And um, it's actually a remarkably faithful telling of this true story. Lynch actually filmed it in sequence along the exact route that Strait took in real life. And uh, a lot of the major incidents in it, even, even some of the more uh, maybe stereotypical ones actually happened. And I won't give them away to, to avoid spoilers because I'm guessing a lot of people listening have not seen this movie. Does it involve a little person calling him from inside the tractor? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I can't recommend this movie enough. I actually, uh, Mark and I had saw it together at Telluride Film Festival back in 99. And Lynch was there, as I recall. I think Farns. Was, no, Farnsworth had died, I think. Yeah, I think no, he, he wasn't died. dead yet. No, he wasn't. Had he was died? he there? I don't remember. But it was shortly thereafter, maybe. It may have been between when we saw it and when it was yeah. nominated. Or I don't remember. Yeah, I, I but Farnsworth was suffering from uh, uh, a disease at the time. So the, uh, the, the difficulty that, that he has walking, which was true to life, uh, was, it was something that he was actually going through while they were filming the movie. He actually needed those canes. Uh, to, to get around. But so it's, it's just a, a lovely story and uh, you should check it out. Uh, I'm proud to program it for Monday. It's so great. I, not only did I, I, I was, I was pretty sure you were going to pick this movie, but it, it, it's so, such a great road trip movie. Richard Farnsworth is wonderful in it. I remember, you know, the first thing I think I ever heard of him was Siskel and Ebert talking about the great Fox, you know, what yes. a great movie this was and how great Richard Farnsworth was. But this was such a discovery when we saw it. Because, you know, we'd see anything that David Lynch did. And this was such a revelation because it's so out of character. It's like Martin Scorsese making a children's movie. I mean, I guess he did with Hugo. But um, even that was weird, you know. But this is like David Lynch. There's no vestiges other than some great cinematography and, and, and uh, you know, wonderful performances. And it's just a really special movie. And it, it didn't perform extremely well at the box office. But it's you know if you can catch it on Disney Plus as you suggest, uh, it's 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 a wonderful heart uh, you know heart rending uh, feel good uh, movie and um, it's it's really I think an important film in Lynch's oeuvre. We we talk about Eraserhead and Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive and those are all great. Lost Highway, Wild at Heart. I mean this is kind of like the kids' version of Wild at Heart, but it, 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 it's such a sweet movie and. Um, uh, it's a great a great way to start the week. Thank you. I think so too. Yeah. So that brings <laughs> us that brings us to Tuesday, and Darren is on the road again. Tuesday, ready let's, to let's see what's on, I, on our itinerary for today. Um, <laughs> the next stretch 
of our trip pick all printed out from AAA. <laughs> remember That's those? Really remember trip ticks? Oh my god! How you go to the AAA office Absolutely. and then map it all out for you? It was great. Oh, it was the best. I used them all the time. Not you anymore. Don't need that now. Phone. You don't oh. need that. No, now you don't need your phone. You just no. need a trip tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, my remember maps. Remember folding maps. I sure do. <laughs> remember and, the Thomas, Thomas guys. guys. Wait, what? Yeah. Um, my pick. Uh, I don't remember us picking it previously on the show. But I can't imagine us not for some category. So, uh, you know, even though uh, Zach, our, our wonderful uh, 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 line producer, uh, put together a, uh, a, an immense listing of uh, the movies that we picked before, it's not complete as of this date. So it may have been picked, but I don't care. Um, because it's really good and it's a really good road movie. And I love this film from 1985, Albert Brooks, Lost in America. You're just nervous about tomorrow. You'll get the promotion, we'll move into the new house and we'll be happy. Okay? You should hear your voice. It just fills this room with excitement. This is David and Linda Howard. They're happily married. I want to have sex with you right here. Right now, right here. And they're about to have a day. This is it. They'll remember the rest of their lives. David, you're fired. Fired? Oh, I'm fired. Now, they're going to drop out. We have to touch Indians. We have to see the mountains and the prairies and the whole rest of that song. Set out to find the American dream. Well, the movie you're basing your whole life on, Easy Rider, they had no nest egg. They had a giant nest egg. They had all this cocaine. And wind up lost in America. To America, look out. Here we come. <laughs> Get your motor running. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Head out on the highway. Do you have a reservation? Well, I just dropped out of society. I kind of live moment to moment. I really don't do reservation things anymore. What do you think? I think if Liberace had children, this would be their room. Looking for adventure And whatever comes our way how much is left in the nest egg? Nothing. Well, give, give or take a thousand. Give or take a thousand. As the boldest experiment in advertising history, you give us our money back. We're finished talking. Don't get in that car! Stop it! I've lost a woman. A whole woman. That's not funny. <laughs> uh, any high-paying jobs in the immediate area? You wouldn't be interested in it. Well, you don't know me. I might love it. What is it? Walk your bike. I'm warning you. Walk your bike. Dumb frillo pad, fathead. Come on, stop! Kill the child. The Geffen Company presents Albert Brooks and Julie Haggerty. Lost in America. Great movie. You gotta see it. It's historic. We've not picked it. Okay. We haven't. Good. Because it's wonderful. Um, basically, the story goes that uh, David Howard is an advertising executive uh, in New York. or No, he's in Los Angeles. And uh, he is basically uh, in the rat race. 
and he finds himself really frustrated with his life, with his wife, with his uh, uh, status in life, and he he doesn't get a an expected promotion that they supposedly promised him in many drunken lunch meetings, uh, and. So he basically decides to quit and drop out of society, much like his heroes did uh, in Easy Rider, which uh, he mentions several times during the film, uh, which is kind of a shame because uh, if anyone has seen Easy Rider, they don't meet a good fate. Uh, but uh, in a sense, uh, neither does David in this. Uh, he uh, basically surprises his wife, who is a, uh, who is a, a bigwig at a, uh, at a retail store and he says come on we're dropping out of society uh i i've i've uh, i've liquidated everything we have and i've bought a mobile home so they're going to journey across the country and just live where they want to live uh they can live you know they can they can touch indians and uh it's it's really hilarious <laughs> he is bound and determined to live this uh, Amazing fantasy life of being free from all the uh, the strictures of modern life, and through a series of uh, scenes and uh, occurrences, he gets into the deep shit, and uh, it's hilarious. And there are it's so well written. There's so many great quotable lines from this movie, um, as he and uh, his wife Linda go across the country and don't make it terribly far uh, until their uh, dreams are shattered and they have to find a way to pick up the pieces again. But it's so good. It's so funny. And uh, there are some uh, uh, cameos in it that are absolutely show-stopping. And uh, it's a lot of fun. And if you haven't seen it, find it because it's so much Well, it just came out on Criterion Blu-ray recently, so it's not that hard to miss. Well, like two years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, recently. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, oh my God, it's like the comedic flip side of Mosquito Coast. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, Albert Brooks has done uh, you know a bunch of wonderful movies, but I mean, I, there's probably no better scene in an Albert Brooks movie than the scene in Vegas where he's trying to convince the casino to give him his money back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, this is him at his. Uh, the, the height of his powers. Yep. Um, uh, he's made a lot of other good movies, but none have been as spot-on perfect as this one is. Yeah, my favorite Albert Brooks movie is Modern Romance, but Defending Your Life is a close second. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's better than Defending Your Life, which a lot of people love, which I, love I like. But, um, but uh, it's a great, it's a fun movie. Julie Haggerty's delightful in it. Great. Um, really, really a great pick and a great road trip movie. That's oh yeah, what I thought. I, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I haven't seen it in several years, and now I, I want to get this Criterion disc because I, I want to revisit it. Uh, but I, I, it's delightful. It's charming. It's funny. It's witty. Uh, I mean, just there, there's, a, there's this one. There's this one scene inside the uh, inside the mobile home after uh, he has been shouting at Julie Haggerty uh, at the uh, at the Hoover Dam, and he gives this. Uh, really eloquent uh, speech about the importance of their nest egg. And uh, <laughs> it's so funny and it's yeah. so 
it's so real and kind of tragic and horrible at the same time. Yeah, that's what I kind of want to revisit just because, you know, it, it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a story that benefits from the mileage of having been married and just kind Absolutely. of imagining the response of, yeah, I, uh, I sold everything, bought a mobile home. And we're uh, we're out of here. Well, that's not I far mean, from the reality. It's, it's, it's kind of not. Um, it's a, you know it's a thing, man. It's like it's a, it's it's not something that I think that um, that you appreciate as much. Like, but at least when we were we were our age when that yeah. uh, when that movie first came out. Um, see, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to rewatch it for sure. What you don't understand is my wife and I have dropped out of society. <laughs> and pretty much no no one else of your of your clientele will, can be, can say that. So you just give us our nest egg back. It's easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it's so funny because I'm so glad you picked it because Albert Brooks is kind of a filmmaker that's fallen through the cracks a bit. Yeah, you know he was you know they were I think much more well known in the late 80s and early 90s uh, after real life and modern romance. And, uh, you know, he had a couple of films that were fairly successful, like uh, like Lost in America, like Defending Your Life. Um, and now I think he's, you know, not very, his work isn't as well known, yeah. uh, especially among the younger audience. So it's great for you to call attention to Albert Brooks uh, because oh, really he's done some great pictures. What was the movie he did a few years ago where he was the villain and he was scary as drive hell. drive drive oh my yeah. god he Great was enough. so scary in that movie he's so and he was scary great in, in one of my favorite movies uh, uh out of sight mm -hmm. yeah he's wonderful in that too yeah such a a, a kind of a, a an over overlooked treasure these days as a writer mm -hmm. as a performer terrific totally no, agree. totally agree 100 percent. okay great pick from darren great week so far it's a good week. And now we come to the man <laughs> on the never-ending the never-ending road trip. Here comes uh, the flat tire in the no. Uh, oh, that's mean. Now, now. So uh, no, no. The, Ashley, the, the, unex, the unexpected detour. You have a unique right. insight into uh, road trips, and I'm sure this week's pick has special resonance for you. So tell us uh, what's 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 your pick for Wednesday? Well, I want to pick something that really. Um, uh, you know, it connects with the experience that, uh, that I've had the, uh, the last few days. So of course I'm going to pick natural born killers. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> <I think>. <laughs> you know what? I wish that were my, <laughs> it just sort of seemed like the thing to say. Oh. I don't know. It was, that was bad, but uh, actually my pick, thank God has, has nothing to do with, uh, with, with my last couple of days, but it's a, it's a movie that we've discussed before on this show, I think in other contexts, it's not something that we've ever picked. Um, it's it's uh, it's one of my favorites. Um, it's uh, it's it's a movie from a, a director that you would never expect. Um, the, uh, the the director is more known for his horror films, for his action films, right? Um, when you think of him, you don't think about uh, movies that are really about people working through grief. Um, you don't think about movies that are really about um, people who are trying to make peace with their, their own loneliness uh, in a way. And, and you certainly don't expect uh, a director like John Carpenter uh, to make a movie like Starman. In 1977, 
Voyager 2 was launched into space to the outermost regions of the universe. It carried an invitation in all languages for alien life forms to visit our planet. Someone, somewhere, listened and accepted our invitation. Get ready, someone is coming. Someone like no one she has ever known before. Can you clone a living organism from the hair of a dead man? We're hypothesizing a technology that's probably 100,000 years ahead of us. He has powers we cannot imagine, and the face and touch of the man she loved. I send greetings. What's the matter with you? How much English do you understand? I understand readings in 54 planet Earth languages. Do you seriously expect me to tell the president that an alien has landed, assumed the identity of a dead house painter, and is presently out tooling around the countryside in a hopped up 1977 Mustang? You're not from around here, are you? Think of what it would mean to talk to a being from a civilization like that. Think of what we could learn. You don't understand. There isn't much time, please. He doesn't want to hurt anybody. Can't you just leave him alone? What the hell ever happened to good manners? We invited him here. So far to come. So much to do. So little time to fall in love. Look up. Company's coming. John Carpenter's Starman. Um, Starman is a just a wonderful uh, romantic science fiction film. It's very simple. Um, the the main character is played by Karen Allen, who is terrific. Just as she's always terrific. Uh, she plays a, a, a woman named Jenny Hayden. Uh, who's lost her husband. Um, they never had a child because she can't have a child. And, uh, and the midst of her grief one night, she wakes up and there is her husband again. And it's this horrifying, strange scene with Jeff Bridges, who is just terrific in this movie, playing an alien who is learning how to behave like a, like a, like a person. Um, and he forces her almost literally at gunpoint on a road trip. Uh, to meet the uh, the ship that's going to pick him up, and their relationship evolves on the road. Um, she comes to see him for what he is, right? She she works through all the stages of of um, of, uh, of understanding the scenario that she's in, um, of of dealing with the oddity of it all, the horror of it all. Um, all the emotions that seeing him has has dredged up, um, it enables her to to heal, and then they form a relationship all their own. There's some wonderful uh, moments in this movie. Uh, there's a the moment when you realize that he has the ability to to heal, um, even to to bring dead things back to life. He you know he heals a deer that's been draped over the you know, the hood of this redneck's truck. Um, but he's still, you know, vulnerable. You still feel for him like he's a child as he's like getting his ass kicked by this gang of rednecks. It's 
he's just a wonderful character. Jeff Bridges is just so, so weird. It has, he has some great lines, you know, when he's driving, you know, he's trying to explain like uh, why he ran a red light. And he's like, you know, he's like, I've been watching you. Uh, green means go, red means stop. Yellow means go very fast. Uh, it's just, it's, it's terrific. He's um, luminous. There are a couple of, he's, and he's literally, actually, he I mean. literally <laughs> is luminous at the, at the end of this movie. Uh, there's a couple of government agents who are after them. You know, there's, it's, it's kind of stock. It's like, there's the asshole national security guy. And there's the kind of cool, cool guy from SETI who kind of wants to help them. Um, you know, it's, it's bright. It's funny. Um, but it's, it's unrelentingly honest about her emotions mm-hmm. and it ends on this lovely note, um, where, you know, he, he leaves her, he, you know, it's, she knows she can't go with him. She's going to have to say goodbye to him. She's going to have to let go of him. Um, but you know, he tells her you're going to have a child and he's going to be a teacher and, and here's a gift for him. And it's the, it's the last you know sphere that he's been carrying that contains his power. Um, and that eventually, like they use that as the premise for a, a spinoff TV show a few years later. But, but just as an ending, it's, it's kind of perfect um, because you feel like she's gotten to this place where being on the road with him has, has changed her for the better. Um, that she's been healed in the same way that, you know, he healed that deer, that, you know, he made it possible for her to conceive a child, all of these things. Uh, it's just, it's a, it's a terrific movie. Uh, and I can't believe that John Carpenter, John Carpenter directed. Yeah. What's What's amazing is this is a week of, of surprises, not only in the films we're looking at, because, of course, David Lynch doing The Straight Story is a real curveball in his career. Starman is a real curveball and atypical of John Carpenter's oeuvre. And then Ashley picking something sweet and endearing <laughs> and human like Starman may be the most crazy of all. <laughs> and it's a wonderful pick, obviously. And I have to say, you know, inter- interesting backstory on that film. There's the reason that Columbia passed on E.T. because they had something, they had Starman, which they thought was too similar to E.T. And it's, it's interesting because if you look at it on paper, there are a lot of similarities there, yet the two movies couldn't be more different. And of course, Universal ended up picking up E.T. to much success. And I believe the head of the studio or someone uh, paid the price for passing on E.T., uh, Starman is not nearly as successful financially, although it was one of the more successful movies in John Carpenter's uh, career. Absolutely, it also has yeah. a great a great score by uh, Jack Nietzsche. I think um, it's uh, really really nice to listen to, and it was uh, a lot of the uh, temp track on the Abyss. Wow, <laughs> and it really holds up. You know, it's uh, it, it's not something where you go, "Wow, that feels dated." It doesn't. Um, it feels very much um, of the of the moment, right? It just mm. it's it just holds together because it's not about the special effects. The the visual effects are all very simple for the most part, and it just it holds up. This Starman was one of the movies that I revisited during the pandemic. I, I bought the the Blu-ray. I hadn't seen it probably since it came out, mm. and, and watched it, and it was it didn't disappoint. It held up, mm. like you said, it held up really well, and it's just a really nice emotional satisfying movie. I haven't seen it since it came out. I think the last time I saw it was in college. So, you know, again, what's so great about the show is it definitely um, will inspire me to revisit it. And you hearing you talk about it, it definitely makes me want to watch that movie. Might be time for family movie night. 
It might be. It's a good movie. Yeah. My son is a huge Jeff Bridges fan. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, that could be uh, that could be a very, you know, and, and also it would be a great uh, uh, subject for a future 430 movie, Bridges Over Troubled Water Week, where we do uh, <laughs> Jeff Bridges movies, um, because he certainly warrants his own week. He's been in enough great movies, although we picked a lot of movies with Jeff Bridges over the years, too. It may be time for King Kong 76. No, kidding. Uh, Never. I know. So, um, so okay, great. That's a great pick. So that, that's great because that brings us to, to uh, Thursday and, and myself. And I have to say, you know, I re- really struggled a little bit with this because there weren't a lot of films that I, 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 I love, but there was one that stood head and shoulders above all of them. And I'm like thinking, well, somebody's going to pick this. Somebody's for sure going to pick this. And, and, and what's wonderful is nobody picked it. Nobody picked it. <laughs> no one. So, um, uh, rather than uh, dance around it, uh, I'll save those for Friday because there are a bunch of great picks for Friday. Uh, but my pick for Thursday is Midnight Run. Robert De Niro is a bounty hunter. Did your mother ever teach you how to talk nice to people and not shoot at them? Charles Grodin is an accountant who embezzled $15 million from the mob. It is truly in your best interest to just relax. I'm totally relaxed. I want this guy taken off. I want him taken off fast. The mob wants him dead. The FBI want him alive. I'm going to bring him into federal court. Do I make myself understand? These sunglasses, they're really nice. Are they government issued or do all you guys go like to the same store to get them? And his bail bondsman wants him in L.A. in 72 hours. They can't fly. They also suffer from acrophobia and claustrophobia. Well, I'll tell you what, if you don't cooperate, you're going to suffer from fistophobia. Travo has a funny way of bringing people together. Are oh, you going to outrace the police car? Are you going to outrace the police car? Jack, where are you? I'm in Boise, Idaho. <laughs> I'm in Anchorage, Alaska. Why would you do that? Oh, you enjoy yourself. This is my room, and that's your room. Can I? I was somewhere between Toledo and Cleveland. Oh, no, no. Come on, come on. Cigarettes are killers. Those are highest killers back there. I can't take this. Heard the kill who? Hired the kill this guy. You had this guy, what, four days? Oh, yes. Look, you got five hours left. What are you doing? You promise to let me go this time? Open that door. Yeah, that's right, sir. Remember me? Who is it? Agent Foster Grant. You're all right, Jack. Yeah, well, you're all right, too. Give us a kiss. (laughs) From the director of Beverly Hills Cop. What is your plan? You guys look like you do a lot of traveling. Yeah. Midnight Run. With uh, Robert De Niro and and Charles Grodin, uh, Midnight, uh, you know, of course, Robert De Niro plays a bounty hunter who um, is bringing back Charles Grodin to a bail bondsman. And a begrudging uh, relationship, uh, you know, comes about between the two of them as they make their way back in a series of calamities and missteps and comedic hijinks, uh, uh, many at the expense of Yafet Koto, who's wonderful. Um, as uh, the lead FBI agent, and of course the, the the terrific Dennis Farina, who's so great in so many things, 
who I just loved in Crime Story, but is great and out of sight and amazing and get shorty and just died way too young, former police captain in Chicago, um, is, is once again, is a mobster, um, is, is great in this movie. It, it's just it, 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 directed by Marty Brest, who who did films like Beverly Hills Cop. Unfortunately, he also did Jilly. Uh, but um, uh, it's just, it's textbook uh, uh, screenwriting, um, the, the banter and, and the wit and the construction of the script is is just perfect. Um, I hadn't seen it in a long time. I revisited it recently in the wake of Charles Grodin's passing. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's it's uh, just a wonderful uh, road trip movie with a lot of heart and a lot of fun and, and, and great performances at the heart of it. Agreed. Oddly enough, that's another movie I revisited during the pandemic. <laughs> Maybe it's because we were stuck in our houses. I wanted to get out on the open road somehow. Uh, but yeah, it was a terrific movie that I kind of resisted when it came out because it was it felt like it was kind of getting overpraised and it felt maybe mm. a little too perfect or a little too, you know, it was like a, a really solid mid-range studio type of movie. And uh, I, I, I liked it. I saw it and I liked it, but it kind of begrudgingly. And then when I rewatched it, like, no, nah, it's great. <laughs> See, that's exactly how I, when I saw it in the 80s, I had the same response. There were a lot of buddy movies at the time. I liked it. I thought it was cute. You know, it was novel that De Niro was doing comedy. You know, Charlie. But but when I rewatched it, I guess it shows you how movies have fallen. Because when I rewatched it, it was like a revelation. It was like, oh, this movie's great. You know, and, and he just completely. I done a, a you know a complete reevaluation where it went from being something that I liked that I thought was cute to something I, I thought was a really terrific movie. Ashley, have you seen? Yeah, anything? Midnight Run is awesome. Okay. Um, it was actually I thought I might pick it, and I thought we had picked it before. I, and I just went back and looked at the list, and I realized, nope, we have never picked it before, ne- never which astonishes it. me. Never picked it. So you know that brings us to uh, to Friday. You know what my runner-up was? I came very close to picking Natural the short Born thing. Killer. No, the oh, short, short thing. thing. Rob yeah. Reiner's yeah. movie. It was sort of um, that was on my short you, list too. Yeah, yep. if you, yeah, it doesn't get a lot of love anymore. It sort of got eclipsed in a lot of ways by when Harry met Sally. Yeah, which is kind of the adult version, but it has the same scene. Basically, <laughs> when Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan are leaving college, and I, it's the same movie. It's the sure thing yeah, for about half is, hour. Yeah, and the, the, the sure thing it was just so self assured and. Yeah. It, it just warm and sweet, and it doesn't have the teen exploitation elements that were so typical of uh, the movies of the era. It's basically and, uh, it's basically it happened one night for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> it's exactly right, very much so with John Cusack and uh, Daphne Zuniga, and they're yeah. they're great. And Tim Robbins has a nice funny cameo yeah. in it, singing show tunes. And um, you know, Shout Factory put it out about a year or two ago, mm-hmm. um, and it had really not not been out of print, but it was hard to find. Right. And uh, it's worth checking out if you haven't seen it because it has, you know, it was released by Embassy Pictures, you know, and so it just it sort of fell through the cracks, I think. And it's definitely a movie worth rediscovering. And it was part of that period of Rob Reiner's Can Do No Wrong, mm-hmm. Princess Bride, A Spinal Tap, you know, Sure Thing, you know, all, that whole period pre North where everything was, North was <laughs> amazing, you know, and this is, is no exception. And before we move on, some of the movies, road movies, we've already talked about on the show. We've already programmed, mm-hmm. just so you're not screaming at the at the iPods yelling, "What about this movie?" We've already <laughs> done 
already done National Lampoon's Vacation. Right. We've already Body done. <laughs> we've already done the Road Warrior and right. Mad Max yep. Fury Road. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The Blues Brothers uh, and True Romance. Yeah. Yeah. Those are all. Those are all. All good picks. But you know what we didn't do, even though we've talked about it a lot. The Muppet movie. Oh yeah, it's oh, an my epic God. road movie. Sure, absolutely. I, 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 That's an almost perfect pick for this podcast. For anyone who has ever dreamed of fame and fortune at the end of the rainbow, this is one of the greatest success stories of all time, proving once and for all that anyone can make it. No matter how young, no matter how green. The lovers, the dreamers, and me. All it took was a dream. Hollywood. You sing, you tell jokes, you can make millions of people happy. Millions of people happy. The road was long. But never lonely. It was dangerous. But never dull. Filled with unshakable friendship. Come with us to Hollywood. When you get rich and famous, maybe we'll show up and exploit your wealth. <laughs> Unforgettable faces. I just gotta catch up with those guys. And unexpected romance. Never before. She was a temperamental beauty. So An unmarried woman and a gorgeous pig. Piggy! Miss Piggy! Are you Miss Piggy? Yes. Telephone. Can it be snowing? Uh, no, I don't think so. Moving right along. Today is your lucky day. The price on the stick is the price you pay. Never more, never less. Uh, we'll take that one. Yeah, footloose and fancy free. Getting there is half the fun. Come share it with me. From tender love, whisper sweet nothings into my ear. To sweet regret, she just walked out on me. Stay away from women. That's my motto. But I can't. Neither can I. That's my trouble. Hi, I'm Doc Hopper. Invite you to hop on down and get some Hopper's French fried frog legs. Don't you want to be rich and famous? Not working for you, I don't. From adversity to adventure. A pig that goes bananas? What is this, a luau? He never parted with his dream or his friends. Or his legs. And I think if you look in your heart, you'll find you really want to let me and my friends go. What I'm saying doesn't make any sense to you. Well then, go ahead and kill me. All right, boy. Kill him. The Muppet Movie. Starring Charles Durning and Austin Pendleton. Special guest stars Edgar Bergen, Milton Berle, Mel Brooks, James Coburn, Dom DeLuise, Elliot Gould, Bob Hope, Madeline Kahn, Carol Kane, Cloris Leachman, Steve Martin, 
Richard Pryor, Telly Savalas, what? Paul Williams, and Orson Welles. I may not be one of your fancy Hollywood frogs, but I deserve a chance. Life's like a movie. Write your own. At the end of the rainbow, where dreams come true, Puppet becomes Muppet, and Earth becomes Mirth. And people who aren't people are the funniest people in the world. The Muppet Movie. It's more entertainment than was ever humanly possible. Also, uh, very illiterate. What would the Muppet movie be like with Muppets? Muppets. Oh, wait. What would the Muppet <laughs> movie be like without Muppets? It would be huh? the movie. <laughs> Who would Who play, play Kermit? In the live action version. Tom Hanks. <laughs> You're right. And who Tom play Hanks would play him. It would be... Um, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> No, no. Melissa uh, McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. I, I was going to say the other comedian. Um, oh, am I blanking on her? All right, Rebel Wilson. Yeah. Who I plays Fozzie Bear? Billy Crystal. Seth Rogen. Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. That he is. Rogen. He, and he has Fozzie the hair for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I love the reverse Muppet movie. Oh we my cast God. the live action version. <laughs> Who plays the frog legs? And in Orson Welles as Orson Welles. Darren is Orson Welles. <laughs> <laughs> I have a contract here for you. Um, who else is in that movie? Actually, oh, I well, think, you got the I, whole. I think John Cusack has to be Kermit. I think oh, he's you know what? You might Kermit. be right. Oh yeah, that's right. And then who who's the head of the band? What's her name again? She's the, who has the, the head band. Of Janice. Janet. Janet. Well, you know who'd be Janice? Doctor Teeth is. A, a, yeah, all right. But you know who could be Janice? Billy Eilish. <laughs> this has. You know what? This has legs, guys. We should pitch this. We should remake the Muppet movie with it's a, a lot. <laughs> the, the Muppet movie with no Muppets. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> in a building. That's right. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, you know, and they could do like the hip hop version of the Rainbow Connection. Be total for, for the kids today. You know, be great. Okay. Would love it. You're you're a perfect it's studio. End man. up on Disney Plus. Okay. <laughs> so, um, other other movies for Wednesday, of course. The, uh, the perfectly titled for this week, Road Trip, Todd Phillips. Right. Sort of mm -hmm. uh, movie, very much of that whole era with Superbad and all those movies. It's, the Road Trip's good. It's, it's it's not a great movie, but it's it's fun. Well, I shouted About out earlier. I shouted out earlier, we Planes, Trains, before. and Automobiles. Yeah, Planes, Trains, oh, yeah. and Automobiles, of course. Did we pick that for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles the, week? No. We did not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did not. And that was that was a, a strong contender for my pick, but yeah. uh, mm. and when I rewatched the straight story, it's no, it's got to be straight story. So good. I, I love Nebraska with uh, oh. Will Forte and 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 Bruce Dern and Bob Odenkirk and Julie. Have you Griff. ever been to Nebraska, Mark? <laughs> no, thank God. Didn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the movie though. Yeah, you know, well, I'm out pain. I think. Well, guys, I uh, apparently I'm in a the minority here. You know? Okay, how about this? 
This is a little off the beaten track. Stagecoach. You know, that's a road trip. Right? Well, by that. They're on a road trip. The Ringo Kid. Red River. Sure. Well, yeah, I guess in a way, but he, you know, he's not just going for the entertainment. You know, he's actually you know herding cattle. You know, to be honest, yeah, I yeah. think that for a road trip movie, you have to have roads. <laughs> We're going. We don't need roads. <laughs> road. uh, <laughs> what about Zombieland? Mm. You know, fair. That's actually a pretty good pick. Um, almost literally anything with Abbott and Costello. Yeah, mm. or Hope and Crosby. Well, yeah. yeah, they invented the road picture. <laughs> here's a here's a movie that was huge that nobody talks about anymore. Um, it's a mad, 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 mad world. Yeah, yeah. you know, Absolutely. and and that's a movie that you know that was as big as movies get back then. You know, both in its running time and you know the above the line cast. Yeah, and in terms of being a huge stumble. blockbuster, I mean, it was the, it was the Avengers of comedians. And now nobody knows what the hell it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, I don't think they knew what it was then either. <laughs> no, they just knew that it was the Avengers of of, uh, of a comedian movies. And they and loved the scene where Thanos snapped his fingers and half the comedians died. <laughs> do you do you remember back in the, the 80s where Dino De Laurentiis for a short time had his own uh, a film company and he, he did this yeah. knockoff? Of, of Mad Mad World with a bunch of low rank comedians, yeah, maybe Emo Phelps. It was the million dollar and, and something. Yeah, and you would win a million dollars if you could figure out the the thing. And of course, that was you know another one of those huge bombs. It was like the Weintraub Entertainment Group that did My Stepmother's <laughs> an Alien. You know, it was like they had all these new. It was all this money, and all these producers had these companies, and they all put out crap. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that was like that was a knockoff of Mad 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 World. There's a whole list of things like um, Cannonball Run, the Gumball yeah. Rally, right. uh, Convoy, Loki and the Bandit. Mm-hmm. All those 70s comedy, racing comedy movies. The Great Race. Right. The Great Race. The Great Race. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What about The Last Detail? I am the Flying Sword Patrol. I mean, you know, they're taking, you know, him across country to bring him to prison. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, you saw that recently. Uh, Randy Quaid. Where, where, you know, we can, we can be safe. <laughs> but, uh, and, you know, they have their adventures on on the way there. It's, uh, you know, Nicholson is great, man. Um, what about something like Almost Famous? Yep, True. absolutely. Yeah, that would be I, a, a I love. Does yeah, Indiana and, 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 Jones and the Temple of Doom count? <laughs> well, in a way. In, in a way. He's, 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 he's mostly in one place in that, though. Yeah, well, he's in the mine car, which goes from one part of the cave to the other part of the cave. And it's a car. <laughs> it's a car. Something um, like uh, Little Miss Sunshine, yeah. Rain Man. Well, you also mentioned dramatic. earlier it happened one night, which was the yeah, inspiration yeah. for Sure Thing. And that was a great Preston Sturge's uh, uh, road movie with Claudette Colbert and Clark Gable. Absolutely. Who our younger audience has no idea who either. They have no idea. <laughs> oh, one of my uh, my... My alt picks, and in fact, it, it was originally like the what I wanted to pick until I settled on Starman uh, was the Hitcher. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> Thomas Howell, Rutger Howard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in that movie, we see Thomas Howell. All right. Yes, we do. <laughs> uh, that's a crazy bananas cuckoo bananas movie. It's like um, I don't know, man. It's like Friday the Thirteenth 
meets rear window. Uh, how's that? But on its feet. <laughs> it's no hitch or two. That's true. But what is it? What really? about Duel? I was just going to say, speaking of Spielberg, we got Duel. I don't know. I think that's, yeah. that's too self-contained, actually. Mm, okay. It's not really a road trip. It's more the of Close commuting. Encounters is... More of a, more of a road close, rage movie. Close Encounters, close encounters is a little bit. means something. It's, it's and he a little goes bit. to Devil's Tower like Darren. I think the part of the part of the road trip that I think is important are the stops along the way. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I agree. Because, uh, you know, usually those stops have a great scene that happens in them. And sort of that... Well, how about of, then... Go ahead. Using using your template, how about Thelma and Louise? Well, the Ridley Scott film, yeah, which I think is a wonderful film. The last stop that's is, right. is the crazy. Say, the yeah, yeah. Everybody get off here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I could I could bring this all down and program Vagabond, one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. Only but, second wow, really only good. to the Vagabond Diner that was near USC. Well, the, I, the USC is where I saw Vagabond. Drew Casper showed it in his his uh, Cinema One Ninety class, and that was like the the the, the film that separated the, the 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 wheat from the chaff. Like it was always funny to sit in there and watch all of the you know all the jocks and the people that thought I'll take the easy movie class, right. and then this movie comes on and they yeah. get so horrified they walk out after fifteen <laughs> minutes. Well, I, I would make a case for a Muppet movie. I think that's a nice Friday movie. It's a real road trip. It's fun. It's very true to the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that that would be my 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 big, I would make the big push for uh, the Muppet well, I'll movie. mention another comedy, The Adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Which mm-hmm. is a, a fun uh, sort of road picture in Australia. Terrence Stamp and Drag. Yeah. I would make a case for the Muppet movie. <laughs> and it has moving right along, Lula, right Australia. in the lyrics. So they're moving right along. Well, to me, it's a choice. It's between the Muppet movie and Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Right. For Friday. Yeah. Which we should have picked for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Week. <laughs> but I'm glad we didn't because it's too obvious. Yes. Mm, that's yeah. true. We don't I mean, I, I think that... Uh, Those are look, Muppets? Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and for the rest of our lives. If we didn't take the opportunity, we of all people didn't take the opportunity to program the Muppet movie for Road Movie Week, uh, we'd regret it. It's a perfect movie because it's not a great movie. So it's not going to fall into any of the other movies unless we do the Muppet movie again. So we need to go. It really lends itself to a road trip movie. You know, because it's not going to be musical week. It's not going to be, you know, great. Movie. It's not a great movie. But have it, has, great it has great scenes. The the Gonzo, uh, I hope to go back there someday, is one of the most beautiful, moving songs. It always brings a, a tear to my eye. It's a beautiful scene. It's beautiful. And great songs. It. There's it not a word yet from for old, the film. Souls who's je- old friends who've just met. Great. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It, Fun, and fun songs. I had the soundtrack album as a kid. Used to sing along with it, of course. We know. <laughs> and it's easy to figure out what's the Muppet version of the movie. Right. Yes, Relatively. Oh, I actually played Kermit the Frog in our middle school production production of the Muppet movie that we did. Oh, well, That's there you go. weird. Making my case um, for me. Guess <laughs> what I played in the middle school production of Vagabond? <laughs> uh, Bond? <laughs> <laughs> No, he's more of the vagabond. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Uh, anyone? <laughs> anyone? Uh, you, so we have uh, you, uh, Darren's pushing for planes, trains, and automobiles. I'm not pushing uh, for I'm, planes, trains, no, and automobiles. No, okay. I'm fine I, with I, puppet I, movie. We fi- are we I don't know where you're getting your information building? from, Altman. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm man. sorry. I'm, I'm getting. I'm getting too Alt many messages. Man. I'm getting cross <laughs> messages. Are you man. some kind of old man? You know. I mean, look. I, I think the sleeper is the sure thing. You know, but I, I really feel like Muppet no, the sleeper is, is sleeper is sure. I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. Just, sleeper you know, is look. I've got nothing. But uh, I think I think you know I think that's a good choice. I think it's a really good choice. And that we read yeah, many good choices. Sure thing for another day. Absolutely. Okay. Well, there we go. I think we have a week, right, gentlemen. That's it. Well, right. gone, I think we have a, dr- a good thing. I'm uh, writing it down. Uh, I'm writing it in the book. I, I, and next week we're doing um, Musso and Frank's weeks, movies that took place or were shot at Musso and Frank's. <laughs> There's a lot and of them. Ashley will be coming back to join us for another dinner. <laughs> that was fun. We had a good time. We all went to Musso. So much fun. To wish a, a fair, uh, hearty, a fair and hearty farewell to Mr. Miller as he barked on his road trip, and we had a great time. And we great service. Time. I would like to thank Musso yes. Franks. If you'd like to come on as a sponsor of the show, we'll take our payment. Most welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Great um, martinis. You know, we don't do Patreon. We don't do Apple subscriptions, but we will take Musso and Franks as a sponsor. <laughs> Musso and Franks and, and Criterion Collection. That's right. Yeah. That's, the only ones we're open to having sponsors of this podcast. <laughs> we're very picky. <laughs> oh hey, also, God. I want to remind uh, people before we recap, uh, that you can watch the show on the Electric Now app. And Electric Now, free streaming app, has just added classic Flash Gordon serials yeah. along with a lot of original classic animation like Betty Boop. Oh. And uh, so some really awesome new um, programming. New in old addition programming. To all the great podcasts. <laughs> as well as episodes of Leverage, The Outpost. Librarians. I mean, it's so easy to check out. Not only uh, can you download the app, but you can watch it streaming on IMDb TV, Roku, um, uh, Stir TV, Distro TV. So uh, Electric Now is 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 uh, is growing, and we're growing along with them here on the Electric Surge channel. So uh, check us out, turn us on, leave us on. Okay. So to recap, <laughs> road tri- road trip week on Monday. Steve Melching. Monday is the Walt Disney production of a David Lynch film, The Straight Story. Tuesday, it's Darren Dockerman. Tuesday is 1985's Lost in America. Wednesday, it's Ashley Miller. Uh, Wednesday is 1984's Starman with the luminous Jeff Bridges. (laughs) Friday. So Ashley, uh, Thursday, Mark. Thursday, uh, yeah, Mark. Thursday, Ashley. So I have a question. Are you thinking about it opening a restaurant? Because restaurants are notoriously hard to, to maintain. I mean, I would not put my life saving into a restaurant or a coffee shop because, you know, they don't pay off. Your account would never let you do that. No. Don't do never. it. Never. Okay. No, no, no. It's a bad investment. Do you want do you hear what I'm saying? It's a bad call. I totally hear you. It's a bad, bad call. call. <laughs> bad call, Miller. A bad call. Okay, the Midnight Run is our Thursday pick with the late, great Charles Grodin and uh, Robert De Niro, who is still making movies. Okay, and on Friday, it's the legendary ensemble. 
It, it, you know, SAG does these best acting by an ensemble awards. Well, it's too bad the SAG awards didn't exist in 1979 because there's no question that this group of thespians would have earned the accolades of SAG. And I'm not talking about the cast of Star Trek Much Picture. I'm talking about the cast of the Muppet movie. You've got Edgar Bergen. You've got Milton Berle. You've got Mel Brooks. You've got James Coburn. You've got your Dom DeLuise. You've got your Elliot Gould. You've got your Bob Hope. You've got your Madeline Kahn. You've got your Carol Kane. You've got your Cloris Leachman. You've got your Steve Martin. You've got your Richard Pryor. You've got your Telly Savalas. You've got your Orson Welles. You've got your Paul Williams. Isn't it amazing how in 1979, virtually none of those people meant anything to us? But now <laughs> it's like, oh my God, this is the right. greatest cast ever. <laughs> so I think anyway. Steve Martin was one of the few that I at that point that I knew and liked. Yeah, that makes At sense that because age. of course King Tut, you know, <laughs> King Tut was huge back then. No. His song and they belong you know, to Saturday, the regular and Saturday Night Live. And anyway, I uh, I met Cloris Leachman once very briefly at the uh, I think it was like a it's in a restaurant in Westwood, and she she stopped to encourage me to eat the skins of my baked potatoes because they were the healthiest part. Yeah, that was how wow. she just stopped to tell me that. Then she did some yoga stretches and fucked right off. That it is, was, it is one the of the strangest, greatest celebrity encounters I've ever heard. That's so <laughs> weird. No, it, it? it still remains you guys seeing Timothy Dalton at the archive. <laughs> well, I love LA. How can you leave LA, Ashley? Aren't you going to miss all this crazy celebrity uh, randomness? <laughs> and the yeah, news breaking so today. The AMC bought uh, uh, the Pacific Theaters at the Grove and the Americana. So can the the dome be 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 far behind? We'll find out. It is. Let's pray. They don't want to sell. Really? Is that true? Yeah. Oh, that's what I heard. The family. What are they going to do? What about Sherman Oaks? I know. What about Sherman Oaks? God damn it! That's oh, my theater. Valley. Yeah, um, Mark doesn't care. Okay, Valley. I know. I I have to drive to Burbank now. <laughs> that's oh no! Damn that's, movie. that's that sucks. Hope somebody's got to buy that theater. That was a good theater. Great right. theater. That was a good theater. It's you know this did that that was one of the better arc lights. Yeah, it'll get sorted out at the end of time. I hope so, for Steve's sake. Thankfully, there's nothing worth seeing right now right. in theaters. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's all on streaming anyway. No, I, I know it's true. I, I'm so desperate to go back to the movies, and there's nothing to see. You're and so then all the revival houses the are all sold out. What? You're so desperate to get back on the road, Mark. I'm going, to, I'm going to see E.T. this weekend at the yes. Arrow for the American Cinematheque. Ugh. 70 millimeter. Really looking Arrow. forward to it. And speaking of E.T., one of the great films of 1982, don't forget you got another week to support uh, the Kickstarter for 1982, Greatest Geek Year Ever. Check it out. Amazing, uh, great rewards. But the best reward is this fabulous documentary about the films of 1982, including E.T., Star Trek II, Tron, Conan, and many more. Okay, shall we wrap things up, boys? I think we I think okay. that's about time well, for that, sir. <laughs> we want a uh, very special thanks to our producer, Bill Ritter, and our uh, uh, sound engineer, um, Bill Ritter. No, let's Whoever the hell it is. Yeah. I want to thank our, our fantastic sound engineer, Bill Ritter, and of course, Mark Rivera, who's been uh, his young apprentice, and <laughs> <laughs> as well as uh, our associate producer, Zach Raggett, and Peter Holmstrom. Of course, our producer, Natalie Miscali, and uh, our video editor, uh, Dylan Middlebrook. And if you want to follow the 430 movie, you can do so on Twitter or now on Instagram, uh, where we have daily updates on all the movies you've been hearing on 
the show. And of course, if you enjoy the 430 movie, you'll love Cartoon Barroom, an animated podcast with Steve Melching and Ashley Miller. And if you're a Star Trek fan, of course, Darren Doctorman and I host the weekly shows. What do we host? <laughs> Glorious Trexperts and Trexperts Briefing Room, where we curate live audio commentaries to significant Trek episodes. And of course, the great best movies never made every Monday, hosted by Josh Miller and Jodorowsky's Dune, Steve, producer Steven Scarlatta. And of course, you can watch all these shows on Electric Now, along with some great new entertainment, as I mentioned earlier, including a bunch of new animation, which is perfect for fans of the cartoon barroom. And uh, if you're a fan of Star Trek, you may want to check out those old Flash Gordon serials <laughs> on uh, Electric Now, which is pretty cool, I must say. So uh, until next week, on behalf of Steve Melching, Darren Document, Ashley Miller, and myself, Mark Altman, we're on the road again until next Monday when we'll be back next, no, not next Monday, next Friday for an all new episode of the 430 movie. Until then, Eyewitness News starts now. The show is produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.